Welcome to day 61 of Shaped by the Word, season 3, Story of the Prophets. Uh, We've been reading through Isaiah, and the section we're in in Isaiah is one where God uh, looks at all the nations that have surrounded Israel. Many of them Israel has envied, and they'd like to be like those nations, and many of them they feared. Uh, Their greatest fear was these nations would sweep through and reduce them to nothing. And and so they look for alliances with other nations, and they look for alliances and ramparts and walls and in chariots and in horses. Uh, They've done everything but look to the Lord. And so the Lord is humbling not only Israel, but he's also in his sovereign rule over the nations, humbling each nation. And even in judgment, there is a beck and call, you know, from God. Uh, you know, to turn to him. So yesterday we had this wonderful passage where Egypt, who had been one of the greatest enemies and the original enemy, mm-hmm. you know, of Israel, uh, who actually comes to be a place where they're they're pouring to Israel or they've built a highway to Israel and Assyria has built a highway to Israel where they can worship God. And it's an incredible uh, image. We started mm-hmm. this section. The section starts in 13. Before that's a, a word of praise. And then we go from 13, you know, through 24. Then in 25, there's another word of praise. And of course, the praise is for the sovereignty of God as he works in and through the nations to accomplish his purposes. And his purposes are not simply to bring glorify, you know, to bring glory to himself. His purposes ought to restore his people uh, as well and, and, and to call all nations to himself. So we come uh, in uh, chapter 21 of Isaiah as we finish the week to a prophecy against Babylon. And uh, by the way, this is where we started in chapter 13 with a prophecy against Babylon. Babylon gets uh, mentioned twice in in the middle of it. And at this point, uh, Israel really has no idea who Babylon is. Babylon is, is just a nation that's hanging around up there that will one day you know, conquer Assyria, but Assyria is their big fear. And Babylon will conquer, you know, Assyria, and Babylon will be the one who reduces Jerusalem to rubble mm-hmm. and takes their uh, young nobles away in captivity. Mm-hmm. And so you have a hint of you have a hint of that coming even before it comes. And God is saying, I will use Babylon to judge you, but also I will judge, you know, Babylon. Mm-hmm. So let's um let's begin reading in Isaiah chapter one. Uh, before we read uh, and I don't know how many ways we can say this, but it's so deeply important that uh, we're, we're reading, you know, not for information and not, you know, just simply as a, a duty, like we're in a, in a going to the gym or something and hope to, you know, get in better shape. Uh, we're, we're, we're reading relationally. We're reading to know God and to be known by God, to allow our hearts to be exposed by Him and to uh, turn to Him humbly, uh, you know, seeking, you know, restoration and uh, seeking his, uh, his grace as he transforms us into the image of his Son. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you've gifted us with a word from you, a witness to you. We thank you for the mighty acts we see in your word, but more than that, we thank you for the window into your heart. Uh, we thank you for uh, your long suffering with Israel, and we thank you at the same time for your long suffering with us. As we read today, Father, may we see you, may we know your heart, and may we be transformed by your, your presence through your word. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Isaiah 21, a prophecy against the desert by the sea. Like whirlwind sweeping through the southland, an invader comes from the desert, from a land of terror, 
the dire vision has been shown me. The traitor betrays, the looter takes loot. Elam, attack, media lay siege. I'll bring to an end all the groaning she caused. This my body is racked with pain. Pain seize me like those of a woman in labor. I'm staggered by what I hear. I'm bewildered by what I see. My heart falters. Fear makes me tremble. The twilight I long for has become a horror to me. They set the tables. They spread the rugs. They eat. They drink. Get up, you scoffers. Oil the shields. This is what the Lord says to me. Go post to look out and have him report what he sees. When he sees chariots with teams of horses, riders on donkeys, or riders on camels, let him be alert, fully alert, and look out, shouted. Day after day, my Lord, I stand on the watchtower. Every night I stay at my post. Look, here comes a man in a chariot with a team of horses, and he gives back the answer. Babylon has fallen, has fallen. All the images of its gods like shattered, <laughs> lie shattered on the ground. My people who are crushed on the threshing floor, I tell you what I have heard from the Lord Almighty, from the God of Israel. A prophecy against Duma. Someone calls to me from Seir, watchman, what is left of the night? Watchman, what is left of the night? The watchman replies, morning is coming, but also the night. If you should ask, then ask and come back yet again. Prophecy against Arabia. Your caravans of dead and nights who camp in the thickets of Arabia bring water for the thirsty. You who live in Tema bring food for the fugitives. They flee from the sword, uh, from the drawn sword, from the bent bow, and from the heart of the battle. This is what the Lord says to me. Within one year, as a servant bound by contract would count it, all the splendor of Cater will come to an end. The survivors, the archers, the warriors of Cater will be few. The Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken. Uh, so we have not only you know the final you know, prophecy against uh, Babylon, but we also have uh, you know uh, Edom and uh, you know and Arabia as well. And uh, one of the common themes is, is the watcher on the wall, mm -hmm. and as they're watching, you know that hope in Isaiah is you know the one that will come over the hill bearing good news, but in this case it's news of destruction. Mm -hmm. And uh, they ask the watchman, is it? Is it morning yet? And said so the morning is going to turn to night. Mm -hmm. And again, he's using these uh, using these images, you know, in, a, in an incredible way. And, and of course, this this prophecy is well ahead of uh, you know, Ahaz is still fearing, you know, the you know the Assyrians. Mm -hmm. And this looks well well beyond the Assyrians, you know, to uh, you know to Babylon. That there may even be kind of a hint of the you know the final moments of Babylon there. You know, as a uh, you know, uh, uh, the king is, you know, feasting and, and God, you know, announces the final moment and writes on the wall, mini, mini, tinkle, you parson. So they're feasting and they're careless. They think they can never be defeated. And, uh, you know, the Medes and the Persians or Elam, you know, slips under the wall and defeats them and they are no more. And what a what a prophecy. I mean, we, we've heard a lot of different oracles from, you know, Isaiah up to this point, but we haven't really heard are seen a reaction like this in verse three and four. I mean, just how striking this is <laughs> that this, at this, my body is racked with pain. Pain sees me like a woman in labor. I'm staggered by what I hear. I am bewildered by what I see. My heart falters. Fear makes me tremble. The twilight I long for has become a horror to me. And we talked about Isaiah just being so vivid in the details, mm -hmm. but I mean, you just see that, well, what Isaiah, what Isaiah sees here is not just a, a little bit of destruction. I mean, what he sees makes his whole body convulse, you know, and, I think sometimes we can hear this, we can hear a message of judgment, or we can hear the idea of like God hates sin, you know, and, and yet we're just comfortable with our sin. And yet what 
Isaiah sees here makes his whole body you know, tremble. And it is, you know, it is, it is quite remarkable. He's he's looking past. He's looking to the ones who have conquered the Assyrians, and who seemed absolutely indestructible. And they're they're really brought to nothing but you know these kind of wayward, you know, nations that are not nearly as powerful as as they are. Uh, and uh, it, it does. Uh, and he has to see through that to see the destruction of Judah as well. Yeah. You know when he's you know when he's seeing these visions, and he describes you know Judah as those who are laying on the threshold. Fleshing forth, thrust. You know, begin to rejoice. Babylon's reduced them, you know, to you know, finally ground grain. Uh, you know, in the same way, you know, Jesus said to Peter, you know, that the enemy would sift you like wheat. That's what mm-hmm. Babylon had done. And you hear these words. You know, Babylon has fallen. Has fallen. Those are repeated in uh, uh, in, in, in in Revelation. Babylon, Babylon, the mighty one, has fallen. And of course, Babylon will come in Revelation, a symbol of every nation that sets itself up against you know God and whose confidence you know is in itself. Yeah, and we see what comes of that is you know all the images of, of Babylon's gods they lie shattered on the ground, and then towards the end, you know all the splendor of Kedar will come to an end, and there is even that that theme all throughout Scripture that you know. Everything else is going to come to an end except for the kingdom of God and the new heavens and new earth. And the thing that we should long for most is not just, you know, our country or our little kingdom, but as Jesus said, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. And so there is just a, even here in, in, in this prophecy, a, a good reminder for us to, to be reminded of, of what is most important, which is the kingdom of God. Everything else is going to come to an end. So let's seek that first and put everything we have into that. You know, another part of this prophecy that, that strikes me is we've seen so many prophecies up to this point where there's a message of judgment and then there's like a message of hope or a mm-hmm. message of, you know, but hey, restoration's coming, you know, or there will be a day where peace will arrive. And yeah, verse 10 just ends with what you were saying. The people are crushed on the threshing floor and, and that's it. It's like, it just moves on and, you know, maybe, I definitely think that's intentional. I mean, a lot of times you'll see what's not said as being important, you know. But but here, just the the tension of reading this, hearing the judgments coming, and and that's the call is to respond. You know, we don't always get the message of comfort no. that immediately follows. And, and of course, whenever Isaiah is saying this, you know that. You know, everyone's looking around and saying, "What do you mean? What do you crushed? Yeah, yeah we're good. You know, on, on the threshing floor." Uh, by the time uh, by the time they've experienced Babylon, they'll know exactly, yeah. you know, what it, it does mean, and it is kind of that impending. You know, there's uh, not only you know here a judgment on Babylon, but there is you know a judgment on you know, yeah, on Judah as well. You know, that's seen you know seen as part of this. So God is comprehensive in His purposes and in His powers and how He mm-hmm. He moves the nation. Uh, Causes nations to rise and nations to fall, deposes kings from their thrones, places whoever he wishes on the throne, and all of this to accomplish his purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, if you're in the middle of it, it feels like the chaos, you know, that Isaiah is describing. Uh, you know, but from the standpoint of God's sovereignty, you know, the passage we read earlier in the week that I will just sit by quietly and watch, mm-hmm. you know, and wait for you know, wait for the moment to come to flower. Uh, 
God is causing all these things together, you know, work together for his purposes. And the same thing is true today. In mm-hmm. the wildness all around us, God God has a plan and God has a purpose and God is executing his sovereignty, but not simply his sovereignty, but his providence and his care for his people. Yeah. And so our, our hope is not, you know, that chaos will come to an end or, uh, you know, that there'll be certain powers on thrones or whatever. Our, our hope is in the one who is sovereign over it all and bring it together for his glory for our joy and uh, to call the nations to himself. Mm-hmm. David, you mind closing the week out with a word of prayer? Let's pray. Uh, what a wonderful vision that is. Um, Father, help us to, to be so taken back by who you are and your wonderful plan of redemption. Uh, may that be pressed deep into our hearts and overflow through our lives as we, um, as we fix our eyes on you and ask that you would powerfully be at work through us um, to be your people, um, to love our neighbors, our city, our our church, and this world um, with the love of Christ. Uh, May we be those types of people. We pray this all in the great name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.